Welcome in. You're listening to the Penalty Spot Podcast with Zach and Jared Raymond on now to part four of our World Cup preview special series show podcast. There's no official name because you, I think. I, I've well, said four different titles. Yeah, you said World Cup prediction special. And I was like, oh man, I Instagrammed World Cup preview special. Uh, then you said preview special this time. Who knows what you said the first two. But either way, part four, quarterfinals. We have three that are the same, one that is different. I say we start with the uh, the different, and then we can sort of just get into the real discussion about the the other ones on how we think they're going to pan out. Yes, seven of the eight quarterfinalists that we have are the same. Um, our differences are Croatia and Argentina. You have Argentina in there. I've got Croatia. Let's start with Spain-Argentina, a big, big matchup. Huge. Huge. It, it's big. It's big. <laughs> um, uh, people might watch it. Yeah, this is hot take. People might watch it. This is a tough one. Um, you have Lionel Messi going against Spain, who's. I think I don't want to say because I I feel like when you look at Spain, it's like yeah, they're probably one of the favorites, but they're not the one of the first ones you think of when you come up with with your list of who you think the real favorites are to win this competition. But I really think they have a shot. Um, so I'm picking Spain. I think uh, Messi can only do so much for this team. I think overall it's just it's a team that hasn't really uh, performed up to their attacking uh, prowess. Uh, so I, I, think, and I think Spain have plenty of... Uh, talent and attack to where even though Spain uh, or even though Argentina can can score on you I think Spain can do equally as much uh, and I think Spain's solid midfield solid defense is really gonna is gonna uh, uh, make it hard for Argentina as good as Lionel Messi is uh, you know and also we don't know what Lionel Messi we're gonna see I think in 2010 obviously he was younger but he didn't score a goal then the next next World Cup, he was player of the tournament. We need to see that Lionel Messi for them to make it. Um, and I think even then, it won't be good enough. Yeah, I think he needs to bring up a better showing if he's going to get past Spain. Um, but the the thing with Argentina is we know they can score. We're, we have more question marks at the back than anything, or at least in the transitions. Right, and I think they get this far because that the good outweighs the bad. But I think when you're going up against a team like Spain... It's not enough. In this matchup that you have, what if it goes bad for Spain in the attacking sense and they only rely on defense? That could be where Argentina get lucky and get through to a semifinal. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible. I mean, I don't think any of us, I don't think either of us or anybody listening. Any of us, all all two of us. (laughs) I don't think anyone would be surprised to see Argentina, you know, make it to a semifinal. I have Argentina out in the round of 16 and won't be surprised if they make it to the final. Right. It's just that type of thing. There's so, I mean, there's plenty of teams that really, um, you think, I think there's only maybe the handful of teams you think can win, but I think there's a, there's even more teams that you think can just get to the semifinal point. Um, like that's their ceiling. So, uh, and I think, but I think Spain, I think Spain makes it this time. I think they're much better than they were last world cup. Um, and even much better than they were last Euro. And I think they're going to... 
uh, I think they're going to go through. They're going to be in a semifinal. There you go. Spain is your first semifinalist. Now let's talk about Spain-Croatia. Not as even of a matchup as we have um, Croatia. But you like Croatia. Croatia have done well to get to this point. Big Croatia and fan. that's, you know, the reason I have a tough, uh, a tough time making a decision in this matchup is because of the question marks I have for Spain. Now, the question marks, I think, you know, they have... It's... Co- Closer to like a 70% chance that it goes well in the attack for them. And Diego Costa plays really well. Um, and they're not worrying there. But that 30% is still a big amount to be worried about. Um, so I think this is a close matchup. I talked about England getting through um, uh, in extra time or penalties. And I think here, Spain over Croatia. But I think it does... Uh, take more than the 90 minutes. Okay. I think it yeah, takes... I can see that. Um, I'm not going to go out and say, oh, yeah, Spain, 2-2, 4-3 on penalties. No, I think it takes more than 90 minutes for Spain to get past Croatia, but they do. Yeah. So we both have Spain... Would you, would you have Spain... In the quarter... Or in, in the, the semifinals. semifinals. Yeah. Would you have Spain beating Argentina if that's what the matchup yes. calls for? You'd have them. Okay. So, yeah. So um, we're in agreement there. I think we, we think Spain is destined for... For the semifinals. But I think that's what's fun about doing these preview shows, these prediction shows, yeah. is that, you know, one injury and our entire prediction is off. Right. One split, yeah, we one sp- one goal could make us completely like completely wrong like that. It's kind of like it's not the same setup, but you think about March Madness where one guy hits one shot and your bracket is busted. Yeah. That that could be happening to us here. But um, I, yeah, I would have Spain getting there either way. I'm. I think my semifinal um, is kind of full of the favorites, but it's still a solid semifinal that these teams have to work to get to. Right. Yeah, it is um, fun. Like like you said, like anything can happen and anything can change the course of the competition. But I think as we go into these predictions, it's easier for us to sort of discuss it because I think as you go on, there are really a couple, only a handful of teams that you really. Um, think are going to end up being in those final two rounds. Um, but Spain's got to play someone. Uh, Germany, England is um, the potential potential opponents for them, which is interesting considering, you know, going all the way back to 2010. Not all, I mean, you know, back that to, Lampard goal, Lamp- no goal. Yeah, which I was actually, I was thinking about yesterday. Uh, and how that could have changed the course of that game. It was what one nil Germany at the time. Yeah, it would have been one one cracker, uh, and it would have been one one. They end up winning four nil. Um, so, oh no, it could have ended up four one. It could have ended up six one. Right? But, no, it could have. But, but like once that, you get that second goal, it's yeah. sort of a backbreaker, and that was it. Um, whereas if they score the goal, I think probably Germany wins two one. Yeah. So it doesn't affect too much. But England are gonna, you know, maybe. Looking for revenge. They better hope that this game does not go to penalties because <laughs> Germany and England, they each have a history, one on either end of that spectrum, and Germany is the one that comes out on top. I don't think it's going to take that much for Germany to beat this England team. Not, not, I mean, penalties. I think they will win, but I think they're going to win within the, the 90 minutes. I think that out of my four quarterfinal matchups, this is the most lopsided. Yeah, absolutely. I think that... England have the history of underachieving, and I don't think they're going to break it. 
I don't think that they have enough. Um, I do like some of the decisions made for this roster, but in midfield is where I have the biggest questions for England. I think that Jack Wilshere should be should have been on this roster. I don't think that bringing Ruben Loftus-Cheek in the midfield was a bad idea because at some point you have to usher in the uh, the young guns. You have to give them, if it's not experience on the field, you have to give them experience as to what the training sessions are like leading up to the World Cup. You have to get them into that environment. and Right, and I think he's deserved it. He's a different type of player than Jack Wilshere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not equating them to... I'm just saying both midfield players, one's there, one's not. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for it. But I I heavily doubt this England team to the point where picking them... that was I picked them to get through uh, against Colombia either an extra time or on penalties. So I don't think they're um, offering too much. They could very well not make it to the quarterfinal. Right. Um, and... And, you know, even, I, I think this Germany team, I don't think it's going to be 4-0, but I think they'll win by two goals. Yeah, and I, I mean, we, we even flirted with the idea of England fall, like you know slipping up against Panama, yeah. not even making it out of their group. But I think, I, I do hear what you're saying. I think that Loftus-Cheek was the better pick to send to the World Cup. I think he earned it over Jack Wilshere. If we're comparing it, we don't think we necessarily have to compare the two no. players. But I think in a game like this, say England, say whatever squad you pick, say it's an England team with Loftus Cheek that's featuring or Wilshire. If you had to, if that's going up against Germany, I think the type of player that Jack Wilshire is, an experienced player, um, a gritty player, I think you would prefer to have that type of player than a young up and comer against Germany. I think he, he would fit that stage better had he been there. But I think overall, I think to get to this point, I think Loftus Cheek is a better option. But, but like I said, like you said, it's lopsided. I think, yeah. I mean, if it's really up to, I think this game is only going to. I think Germany wins regardless. I think it's up to how much of a fight England puts up. Uh, I think they'll put up a decent fight, but yeah. I mean, uh, Germany is, I think, the winner. With this England team, if it's not going well for them to start, and they need a goal. And they're going to make some defensive. They're going to bring off some defensive guys and throw on an attacker. They have to choose from Jamie Vardy, Marcus Rashford, and Danny Welbeck. With Germany, the options are better. You have better players throughout, um, and I think that's going to be huge for them. But um, I just think that England England will struggle with the pressure. We talked. You talked about how Harry Kane is the your go-to player for the uh, England group, and I think the pressure is going to be a lot. And not that he's not under pressure playing for Tottenham. He's done so well. He scored goals left and right. I think he will score goals all up until this point. Yeah. He may even get a goal in this match. Right. But I think the pressure is too much for England here. Yeah, I don't think, and I don't think, even if he score, doesn't score, if he fails to score against Germany, I don't think it's down to him. I think that's just, I think this, it would be down to the midfields, England, England's midfield just being out, like out-bossed by, by what Germany has. That's just too much. And I think You that, don't think that Jordan Henderson can go up against a Germany midfield and... Uh, no, I mean, he's, really had, well. he's had his flashes. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I just think, you know, I think 
Harry Kane's going to struggle to get service, and it's not going to be down to him. I think he's going to have to. If he's going to want to score, he's going to have to create something. He's going to be have a set piece or not, or or you know whatever. Uh, I think if he doesn't score, I think it's more down to what uh, the midfield does against Germany than to what he's able to do. Yeah, they're going to have to sit back in that one. It's going to be a defensive um, for sure. encounter for England uh, with Germany holding most of the possession, which they're going to do no matter how you play against them. So we both have in the semifinal the past two winners of the World Cup, Germany and Spain. So uh, the next two quarterfinals, let's start with the Euro 2016 final rematch. Portugal faces France. Yeah, this is this is the one you you, you mentioned um, a chip on the shoulder of France in our first uh, part of this series, and I think this is where it's really. I think this is where they're really gonna uh, go for it. I think this is where they're gonna sort of get revenge uh, on Portugal. I think Portugal's excellent, a tough team to beat, um, but I also don't think that they are. Um, yeah, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna do as well as they did. Uh, I, don't, I think it's their their game plan is gonna be studied. You know what we saw from them was very much a new approach to the P- Portugal way of football uh, in Euros. So I think teams are gonna be ready for it, and I think that uh, France is this this time is gonna get the job done. I think they're gonna overcome Portugal. Um, and I think that they're going to get their revenge and, and, and move on to the to the World Cup final. To the World Cup final. Oh, the World Cup semifinal. Ooh, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> I actually haven't, to, to be clear, I have not decided if they will win the semifinal okay. yet. I, um, But I do think they were going to get to the, uh, the semifinal here. So um, I have... I have the same... The same team getting through. I think Portugal are going to look outclassed in this one. I think Ronaldo will offer the opportunities. That he will create chances. He'll ha- he will have chances to score. Um, I think Ronaldo does score in the quarterfinal. In a um, this is probably the most specific I've gotten so far. A three-one loss to France. Um, I think Ronaldo is on the score sheet, but it just proves. I think he's a player right now with this Portugal side where. It's kind of like a, a LeBron James thing. You have that big name guy. Um, not that the supporting cast for Portugal isn't as good, but when you go up against a team like France, it's going to be outclassed. It's going to be like the Warriors um, defeating the Cavaliers. And this is, you know, this episode is going to be released about a week and a half after recording. So uh, let's see if I'm even right about that. But I think it's going to be that type of matchup where you see the talent for the one side, but the other side is. Too much to handle. France go through. We've got one more right to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think to your point, I think it will be that type of thing. Outclassing. I think they're going to wear them down. Though I don't think three. I think it might be closer than three. One indicates. I think they get a late one, maybe late two. Just like you know. Yeah, you know, it, France scores. They go ahead, and Portugal's pushing to get another one. And right, yeah, it's it, it's easy for that to happen. Now um, this one, Brazil, Belgium. I think. He's one of the most interesting matchups you'll see. Yeah. Um, not because not because the two teams have history against each other, but because their history alone. We've talked 
about how this is Belgium's golden generation. We know what Brazil has done in the past. In the last World Cup, it ended in disappointment after a semifinal defeat, 7-1. to one. Right. They're not going to let that happen again. Belgium, so Brazil right now is trying to add to the richest history of any team in world football, in, right. in the international game. Yeah, you look at, I mean, if you look at Brazil and you put this team, say they were, say it was Belgium, you would even call this Brazil's golden generation, but yeah. you can't say it because how much history they <laughs> no, have. Yeah, um, so with Belgium, they're trying to create the history. They're trying exactly. to start something from the ground. So I... Uh, it's obviously different in, in international football. You're not buying players. So I, I kind of equate this to the um, Brazil would be the Manchester United. Mm-hmm. This team has been successful for generations. Manchester City, they're just getting there. Mm-hmm. They, they used, it's different. They use money. But this Belgium team, they're, they've been waiting. There's, Years and years and years of work that go into this. Mm-hmm. And Belgium has gotten to this point. I think it's it kind of like in, uh, you know, when uh, Manchester City s- stole the title from United. They were, you know, kind of level, both teams on the same uh, level playing field. But Manchester City snatched a title. Belgium just falls short for me. I have Brazil. I have Brazil advance. You've had me building, building me up. I was <laughs> right, like, is he, about to pick, is he about to pick Belgium? No. Um, they'd fall just, just short. Right. Um, I think, I mean, for this, it's it's all down to um, how Roberto Martinez does in this tournament. I think because I, I really, I have no idea. It's, it's, it's a shame to say I have no idea what Belgium we're going to see because it's such a talented group of players on paper. It's a great team on paper. Um, but we just don't know yet. But I think, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a close. I think it's going to be a close one. Obviously, they make it this far. I think they're going to be growing in um, in stature, you know, as they go. But this Brazil team is just too strong. Uh, Neymar is too good, and you know, there's just a bunch of they got a, they got a great great squad, and I think they're going to go on uh, as well. So it looks like we have the same semifinal. We have France, Brazil, and. Spain, Germany. A lot of history in the France-Brazil uh, matchup. So that's something that we're definitely going to be... And in the Spain-Germany a little bit. They've, yeah. you know, they've sort of gone head-to-head. We'll be looking at the history of both in our final. This was part four or five. We will touch on that in part five of five. Yeah, well, we will cover the semifinal and the final. And then you know we can, we're going to talk about uh, who we think might be player of the, mat, a player of the, the tournament and... You know, golden boo, golden glove type stuff. Uh, but be sure to follow us at Penalty Spot Pod on Twitter and look for us on Facebook. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes with who you think will win the World Cup. We're going to pick out the best ones and we're going to focus on those in our reaction pods as the World Cup gets underway.